Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. His name is Shim. He is the rock star. Class is in session. You are about to tell me something that you're going to start doing. What are you going to start have doing? Have you ever seen, have you ever watched someone do a reaction video to anything you've been involved in? No. I watched some fucking kid do a reaction video to my song. And Which I one? just, uh, you're going down. And, um, okay. <clears throat> and I just was like, I wanted to punch him in the throat. I just wanted to punch him straight in his throat. I'm not going to name because the... he was knocking it or no, because he's in no position to. Okay, look, number one, he hasn't fucking registered it properly. There's no way I'm going to make money from him making money off my song. He's been okay. like, here's me making a reaction video to you going down. I guarantee you he hasn't gone and I don't guarantee you, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have gone and gotten the license for the song, right? He hasn't done it correctly, but he's going to go and get if I, were, if I were a betting man, I don't think he had done that. Yeah, but, okay. but he's going to go and make whatever money he's going to make off it and go, well, here's me, some guy who has no fucking idea what they're talking about saying oh, i'm gonna react to this video so he's making more money off my video that i poured my soul and blood and sweat and money and life into and then he makes money off going oh I know. that's cool that's not that's cool not sure about that <laughs> i'm like and i'm watching this guy and i'm like and then then the the the, the chorus comes in and he does the stink face like ooh okay okay and i'm like oh now now you're i i have your fucking approval i'm going to do reaction videos to motherfuckers reacting to my shit Talking about how maybe if you got off your couch and out of your mom's fucking basement when you're like 25 years old by the point, like, why don't you go and make anything of value? I just thought it was the funniest, <coughs> the funniest thing. Dude, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> of, there's a bunch of reaction videos to to everything. But this no, was just to specifically sick puppies yeah, videos. There's yeah. one that has 77,000 views yeah. on your going down. Yeah. Is that the one that you're probably talking and about? The, the thing is that the reason that he's got all those views is not because his reactions are so fucking entertaining. It's because the song was a big hit. My song, I made that song a hit and he's going and getting 77,000 views on a YouTube video because he goes, ooh, okay, I can dig that chorus. And I'm like, you've never even heard of the band. Someone sent it to you and asked you to do a reaction video. You haven't done any research into the band. You don't know what's coming. You're, you're, and then like, oh, I just, it just, it's so fucked. It's like a Darwin painting that just keeps fucking eating itself. <laughs> A little upset about this, huh? <coughs> By the way, we, need to, we need to warn people too that Shim is still sick. He's been sick for like a month. Yeah, this cough. Yeah, it's, it's not the Rona. It's been a problem, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, I just think I, I saw. I watched it and I was like, oh, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna go and make money off my shit, I'm gonna make money off your shit, making money off my shit. I'm gonna go and fucking make reaction videos to your reaction videos and destroy your semblance of a life. It's because, just going to be like the snake eating its tail constantly. It's yeah. going to be so meta. Yeah, um, it's going to be meta as fuck. I'm like, this is where we live now, ladies and gentlemen. This is what humanity has to work with. There is nothing left to create. So we watch other people's creations and comment. And then I'm going to flip it, flip it for real and, and comment on your commentary because we can't go out and create any new shit. We have to just recycle the old shit. So like, you let's just keep... Do? Yeah, what? You should write a new song about his reactions. 
write a new song about his reactions and say, hey, yeah, it react doesn't even, to this. It doesn't even have to be anything like super in-depth, just an acoustic guitar where you can play just you know a few simple notes and then just start riffing and see what you come up with yeah. where you can just kind of, you know, it's about this dude's reaction video. Right. That's, you're right. That's what I should do. All right. Do that. All right. Moving on. We got some things we got to cover first. <laughs> we do have a, a, my sponsor that I would like to plug. It's the Beard Struggle. That's why my beard looks so glorious. Does it look good today? Does it looks it look amazing delightful? today. It looks better than ever. Better than ever. I'm telling you. The Beard Struggle is where you're going to want to go. If uh, Guys, if you're looking for anything from oils to balms or whatever you need for your beard. Uh, ladies, if you're looking for a gift, uh, go to the Beard Struggle and at checkout, Make sure that you are hitting um, the uh, not the. It's just uh, Brandalorian is the checkout code where you're going to get a discount on that. So it's Brandalorian when you're checking out at the Beard Struggle. I'd also like to give a shout out to our supporters. We've got our three supporters: Victoria, Veronica, and Taryn. Thank you very much. If you would like to become a supporter of this podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, the link is below. If you are listening to this, just go to Anchor.fm/Rockstar101. I'll get to the socials here at the end of this episode, but I wanted to dive right in. Because I'm pretty excited. I think, I think oh. I have finally narrowed down to my final 32 that I'm going to be incorporating into my all-time vocalist tournament bracket. Boom. So this is going to be done online tournament style where you've got 32 of the greatest rock vocalists of all time. People will vote. Whoever wins moves on, man. And I've been struggling with this thing. I can't remember the first time I mentioned it on this podcast, but I know that I, this thing has been in my brain for probably a couple of years. And I just never quite knew how I wanted to do it because one of the reasons it popped into my head was watching isolated vocals videos mm. on YouTube. Because mm. th th those to me, there's if you want the <laughs> hands down the best one that will just give you complete and utter chills, it's Freddie Mercury's Somebody to Love. Mm. I mean, that one, right? The, just the way he sings that song is so amazing. So I started to compile this list. I think at one point I had up over 130 different vocalists. And I was including a lot of people. There's people who, you know, are you relatively too many? new. and Yeah, it was too many. <laughs> so I'm just looking at it because in the back of my brain, I'm like, well, so-and-so, are people going to complain about this? Are they going to piss and moan about this? And you say, why wasn't this guy included? And like I was overthinking it because I sent all of my notes to my boss and I asked him, hey, I need some help because this is all going to go up on um, our radio station's website. It'll be at klaq.com and at buzzadamsshow.com. And I sent him all the info and I'm like, dude, I – I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. <laughs> like I've hit this point where I just keep adding people to the list. I need somebody to kind of kick me in the ass to, to, you know, snap me out of it to help me out here. So I sat down with him and he told me, he was like, so just pick him out of a hat for the, for the matchups. And I said, well, I can't do that because. Wait, out of the 32? No. Well, at this point, he, yes. At this point, we, he's, he told me he's like 32. He's like, that's probably going to okay, be so your good note. Okay, so you windled it down to you don't want to go 64. Okay. And he goes, but you want to whittle it down to like, let's say 32. That's a good number. So I was like, all right, well, I can do that. So I was like, well, what about the matchups? Because the one thing that I want is you want to have like the best four or assume like assuming the best four are the final four, right? The way that you do a tournament bracket, you're not going to put if Duke and North Carolina are the top two teams in the country, you're not going to have them play each other in the first round. Yeah. You're going to set it up so they play each other in the finals. So that's how I need to look at it. And 
so he kind of corrected himself and he was like, we well, could kind of do the hat thing. He goes, but what would your top four be? What would be your ideal four finalists for this vocalist list? Right. And I told him these were the four that I came up with. And even this isn't completely set in stone, except Freddie Mercury. That dude's number one. Like for me, that guy, no right. matter what, I think he should be in the finals. Right. Um, and then it was Chris Cornell, yeah. Robert Plant and Corey Taylor. Those were the top four. However, there was a whole bunch of dudes just underneath that where I'm like, well, I could easily see these guys making it. Like Brandon Boyd from Incubus, Brent Smith, um, Scott Weiland, Phil Anselmo. If you want to go the female route, you got Taylor Momsen, Amy Lee, Maria Brink. These are all valid vocalists. And I think what I might do is I'm going to set it up to where my top four are staggered to hopefully like – do it that way, and then I'll just randomly pick out of a hat because I think that all top 32 people here are all worthy of not only being on the list but possibly being in the final four. Okay. So, so why, where do we start? Uh, well, I've t I, I gave you the top four. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I still do only have 30. I have not gotten down to the final 32. I need two more for this list. So let me go through this really quick with you. And you just kind of give a yay or a nay okay. on the vocalist, okay? Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. Yep. Chris Cornell. Yep. Robert Plant. Yep. Corey Taylor. Yep. Brandon Boyd. Yep. Brent Smith. Yep. Taylor Momsen. Yep. And again, these are they, like these are not even specifically in in an order. They're not in order. Se. Yeah. No. I accept the, I mean, I put those top And you'll have to forgive first, me if I don't know the band that this anyone's from. I had to think about Taylor for a second because you don't know the names of the singers of some bands of late. So, yeah. Okay, go. well, Taylor, Taylor Momsen, The Pretty Reckless, yeah, Amy yeah. Lee, Evanescence, yeah. Maria Brink from In This Moment, uh, uh, Scott Weiland. Maria Brink from In This Moment as one of the top rock vocalists of all time? Mm -hmm. Of all time? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to question it, that's fine. I want to question that's, that's it. A, that's worthy of a debate. I want to question it just because when you're putting her up against, I just don't know. I mean, oh shit, I might get a lot of fucking hit back from this, but like, but this is, but this is, but this is the <laughs> point of the debate is that you're not saying yeah, she's okay. a terrible singer. We're talking about the greatest of all yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm she's and a, one of the okay. reasons I did put her on the list is because of her ability to not only sing melodically, hmm. but to be able to belt out like a just a, a true scream yeah you know no I, mean? I i agree with that but when you put her up against amy lee who has mm -hmm. this emotive signature voice now granted she, um uh in this moment has a signature voice like when you when her voice pops on the radio you go oh that's her so that's mm -hmm. good that's true but in terms of the greatest vocalist of all time as opposed to someone who's a very popular vocalist in the last 10 years I mean, I can't sing, like, compared to the other people that you've put in this list, uh -huh. I couldn't sing as many songs off the top of my head from in this moment, whereas you got Pretty Reckless and Amy Lee, you're like, you know their songs. So, like, mm -hmm. you got to, I, I would put all of those things into consideration. It's like, okay, they can sing, but then it's like, well, how many songs have they sung that have risen above that are, like, hits that you can remember? You got Brandon Boyd, Brent Smith. Fucking Queen, obviously. Corey Taylor. You you can mm -hmm. bang out their songs. Yeah, they got a few, if not many. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, right now, if I'm in this moment, I'm like, 
I'd have to fucking think about it for a while to be like, yeah, that song that goes like that, 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 I can't pick it at this moment. Like in this moment, right, well, we, we can make it. We can make a note here about about that one. And I would. Uh, so and here's Scott- the thing: for all the in this moment fans, I would expect the same thing of of people about me. That's why I'm not on the list. I'm a great singer. But I don't have. Did make the list? No, but um, I no, I didn't. But um, (laughs) but in terms of like the level that we're talking about here, I'm the guy that's like, uh, do you remember that that you're going down? Which one? One of us is going. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah, cool. And but like, and then maybe you've got like maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to change. Oh, that was them. That's the level that we're talking about with me. Mm -hmm. That's not fucking like Corey Taylor you sing you they've got multiple multiple songs or you just say the band Slipknot and it's like yeah fucking yeah okay cool yeah Slipknot <laughs> everyone yeah we get it have you heard the new solo stuff by Corey Taylor by the way <laughs> I haven't heard it yet but do we should I listen to it so we can discuss it fucking amazing you dude. love it he's, he's writing some good stuff I'm I'm really liking his new his solo stuff all right moving back to the list here so we got through Scott Weiland Phil Anselmo yeah Phil Anselmo uh Pantera right Oh yeah, I just I just always say Phil from Pantera. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so I can I can get behind that. Yep. Rob Halford, band. Judas Priest. Oh, okay. I'm not a Priest fan. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a hater, but I'm not behind. I don't know the band. Well, okay. Rob so, Halford. From, I think from Judas Priest. Yeah. Maynard James Keenan. Got to pay that. Yep. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, Miles Kennedy. Oh shit, Miles! I See, love you. I know. I know you have some problems with Miles Kennedy. Not I don't, don't have like problems him. with Miles very, Kennedy. How did you say? It? Was it cookie cutter? No, I don't fucking. I don't think I said that because <laughs> I love Miles. I just think that if you're putting it up against, like, you're talking about this list. I'm not yeah. sure if I'd put him in this list. Okay. Well, moving on. Yeah. M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. <sighs> He's pretty fucking. This is the hard rock singers, best hard rock singers of all time, or best singers. Pretty, we 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 <laughs> focus more on uh, the active rock aspect, meaning it's artists. Okay, that I can we get behind. Play. I can get behind Avenged. Yep, go. Yep. And I think I think that's also one of the reasons it was easier to to put people like Maria Brink on there because uh, one person that everybody kept bringing up was Steve Perry from Journey, and that's just that's not somebody who's making this list he's a phenomenal lead singer with a great yeah, voice wrong... he's, just, he's not going to make this list but then but then uh, the, the freddie mercury thing's gonna come up it's like well freddie ain't really active rock he's rock yeah, and he roll we, we play the we play the hell out of queen on our radio station we play uh bohemian rhapsody another one bites the dust fat bottom girls um uh, we are the champions we will rock you we oh play that's what it was queen. it's who, who whoever gets played on active rock Pretty much. That's it. Go, think, fair enough. And, and fair think, enough. And I come to think of it, I think every single one of these <coughs> artists is played pretty consistently on our station. Uh, going into the next one, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. I was going to say, you got to put Lizzie on. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Lane Staley. Yo, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, Tobias. You're going to try to debate Lane No, Staley I wasn't going to try to debate it. I'm like, I, 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 it's the same thing. That band didn't make it over to Australia. I wasn't raised as much with oh, that music. Right. I forget so, that AIC didn't really make it over there. But I know that um, uh, that it, I will turn off all of my fans if I say anything negative. So I, I yeah. don't have anything negative to say. I just had to think about it for a second. 
<laughs> no, that's fine. But see, and that's one thing that people need to realize too is that you know if a band didn't make it big over in Australia, that is going to skew you slightly because obviously right. that's where your kind of original music tastes yeah. came from. Um, Tobias Forge from Ghost. Don't think so. Well, see, I think we're going to start. Remember, there's 32 on this list. Okay. So, like, like. You'll need to tell me who you would probably replace on well, here as well. we haven't gotten to Kurt or Eddie Vedder. They're in the list, right? Um, Kurt Cobain? Eddie Vedder? No, neither of them made the list. Neither of them? Not yet, at least. I can neither the final of them made spots. the top the 32? You didn't put them Kurt in there? Kurt Cobain went, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, maybe. Like, they're, they're the two that I'm, I'm thinking about putting in there. But here, the next one, uh, let me get through these final ones. Dave <laughs> Draymond from Disturbed. <laughs> Chester Bennington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven, Steven Tyler. Yeah. Mike Patton. Yeah. See, that's a guy where you're talking about how, well, what about the amount of songs? I guarantee there's a ton of, like, the vast majority of people don't know Mike Patton songs other than um, Faith couple, No More. Yeah, a couple of Faith No Epic. More songs, yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Other than that, nobody really knows Mike Patton, but the dude's got one of the greatest voices he, you probably have. He's been voted the greatest singer of all time. On many lists, because when you actually put him against a lot of people, you're like, fuck, <laughs> he's insane. So, um, let me see here. Uh, Klaus Mein from Scorpions. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, you, I gotta stop you, man. Like, I can't listen to this list anymore the same way when I know that you haven't put on Kurt or Eddie Vedder, when the truth is that there are some singers on this list who are so influenced by Eddie Vedder that it's like, like their version, they're like, they're other versions of Eddie Vedder. Yeah. I mean, I understand that, but don't you think it's because what he was doing was easier than most? Because what Eddie Vedder was doing was easier than most. What the I'm going to sing like this. Okay. Oh my God. I'm starting <laughs> to fucking care. You're saying it was easier than most. He was the original that came up with that sound. At least that pop <coughs> that popularized that sound. Kurt Cobain had a sound and a voice for a generation, and and had num had hits, had amazing songs, and had a John Lennony sort of like chill vibe, and then would scream his guts out like the Sex Pistols, but have melody, and then you've got that pegged against some of these other singers on your list. It's your list. Your list is lacks credibility now, because oh, okay. because no the the singers that are on the list exist. Those vocal sounds exist because of some of the stuff that Eddie Vedder did and the Kurt Cobain did. How can you put? Uh, 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 I'm 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 ah ah. I love it when he gets so bent out of shape. But how right. can Moving you put along. on? No no no. Chris Cornell can't be on a list. That Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder aren't on because they are both. I yes, Chris Cornell was a better singer. Fine, everyone agrees That's on that. The point of this list, it's yeah. the, it's the vocals. It's the vocal list. Yeah, but they they are vocalists. They're fucking. What the fuck is Eddie Vedder if he's not a vocalist? No, he is a vocalist. Yeah. I'm saying Chris Cornell was better. Yeah, Chris Cornell is arguably better. But you're gonna get so many Pearl Jam fans coming out being like. Eddie Vedder is saint. Eddie Vedder is God. <laughs> like, and then well, yeah, but Pearl Jam fans are the kind of those sociopaths out there. Like, they're like <laughs> die hard Pearl Jam man. 
I've known I've known many of them. Yeah, they get really. I've met a they're couple very, as well. They're very, they get very heated. Well, look, here's the thing. Put them on your list and let the fans knock them out. Let people mm-hmm. say like, well, no, Eddie Vedder doesn't hold a candle to Chris Cornell. But you can't have those guys not on the list. And like, like I'm sorry, but the guy from Ghost, I, I got nothing against Ghost. But you can't have him on the list and not fucking Kurt Cobain when you're talking about the greatest singers of all time. Of all time. You just can't okay. do it. If I was Should on this I list, I would smack you out for putting me on that list, for having any singers below and not – forget about it. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Bring it. Should I tell you that both of them are actually on the list? They You're a cunt. Lower. You're such a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> there is a full 32 on the list, but I was, gonna, I was going to have you try to debate that on those two guys. Right. Um, but they were just, they were the, the, the final two that I just happened to fill out on this list. Here, so don't <laughs> worry, buddy. They're on there. Um, <coughs> we got Mike Patton, Axel Rose. That dude's got to be on there. Like, that's a must. Uh, Serge Tankian. Very um, yep. unique voice yeah, for him No, as well. I would pay I that. I mean, I don't, he doesn't have the range and the type of thing that a lot of the other singers have, but he has a signature voice that is unmistakable mm-hmm. and he's written, no one else sounds like that band. So, yeah. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden. I think yeah, that's a Maiden. Guy that's got to be on this list. Yeah. Uh, Vince Neil from Motley Crue. I mean, I guess you have to, yeah. Uh, Ronnie James Dio. Oh, Dio, yeah. Uh, Joe Elliott, little Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not a big leopard. No, leopard I'm just like to, uh, I'm Australia. talking. To, yeah. No, I mean, no. The leopard didn't make it down to Australia, but also in terms of like when you put him up against the uh, the previous three that you just mentioned, I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, it's just I well, wouldn't put him in the same. But that's why you have a list. You have people vote. So go, yeah, exactly. go ahead. And there's, only, and there's, uh, and there's only uh, one final name on this list. Uh, Jonathan Davis. I put him on the list yeah, as well. Jonathan Davis. So what about where's so that's where's your, Kurt that's and Eddie? Too. Is Kurt and Eddie in the list? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. They were just. Said- they were. So again, those. This was when in no particular <laughs> order. This right. isn't. This isn't ranked like one to thirty-two. It's just. So what I would do is I went above to my list of like hundred something. Such a freak. Psyching me out just so you can get a list. snippet for the podcast. Dude, like, it's great, man. When you get bent out of shape, <laughs> I love you. it. It's hilarious. But there was a lot of singers on here that. Like I was going in deep. Like I got to <laughs> Richard Patrick from Filter. Like personally, he's one of my favorite vocalists. Yeah. I love Richard Patrick, um, but I just I, I I couldn't validate putting him on the list no. because of my own personal love for his music and Filter. Um, I one of the the things I really wanted to do, and I'll, I'll probably just do that se- do this separately, is how Van Halen versus Van Hagar. Because we we've talked about that before, and Don Lord and knows John and Darlene yeah. are going to let us know how they feel about it. Because if we say anything bad about Van Hagar, hmm. it's going to be the end of the world yeah. coming for us. But I thought about putting that poll up because that's one of the things when I was going to be doing this thing for like up to 64 bands into 100-something bands. Yeah. I was There was certain matchups that I wanted to have, and one of the matchups was um, – yeah, it's Sammy Hagar. It's great David radio. Roth. It's great for radio and stuff like this because people there. There's nothing more divided than that. I mean, you, there are people that are divided on the coronavirus, and then there is Van Halen versus Van Hagar. People are yeah, more divided was, on that. And there was a few other ones that I had. Let me see if I can find. 
few other types of what types of battles that you can throw down? Yeah, there's a few that I was specifically going for um, in regards to the. Um, oh, why is this giving me such a pain in the ass? This whole new Microsoft Office thing online sucks. Like it won't it won't find the it won't find it. Like it's not opening the stupid thing. All right, give me one second here because I had some some matchups that I was pretty excited about that ended up not um, ended up not making a list. Not making uh-huh. the list, but this is what this this is a basic matchup. This is who is the greatest rock and roll singer of all time. Oh, no, this is the greatest hard rock singer of all time. Pretty much out of oh, people so who here, get played here some on of the matchups. Here were some of the all matchups right. that I I had thought of, and so we had the David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah, uh, have you heard about the whole beef between Chris Jericho and Sebastian Bach? No. <laughs> It was a Twitter beef that happened, and Chris Jericho was being kind of cool about it, but then Sebastian Bach jumped in, and he was kind of a dick, and he was making fun of Chris Jericho for just basically lip-syncing to backing vocals when he was performing with his band, and so that was one matchup that I was going to have in there. Another one I was going to include was it was going to be Ronnie James Dio versus Ozzy Osbourne. Mm. Both that, of the lead singers from Black Sabbath. That will I get you. That'll get mad traction. There'll be a lot of people with a lot of input on that. And so these are these are ones that I'll probably end up putting up separately from this vocalist. Where are you going to put this? Where are you going to put it? It's going to be at klaq.com. Okay. Is where you're going to be able to find it. Uh, or buzzadamshow.com. You can go to either one. All right, cool. Uh, I was going to do Kurt Cobain versus Gavin Rosdale. Uh, why would you do that? Because you remember their whole, remember their whole beef? They because had- the, the, for it was basically – um, people were knocking Bush, saying, "Hey, congratulations! You just mimicked Nirvana." But wait, Bush like, had Bush. Bush came out after Kurt had died, right? That first album did that come out after he'd passed? I think I'm pretty no. sure it did, man. I that the, first I album was the first album came out before. Let me look that up really quick. I think I. Yeah, no, no. It, it. it I'm pretty sure it was. They didn't come 16, out. 16, it, I think it, it had to have come out right around the time. Would have been away. close. 16 Stone came out in 94. Oh, no, it did. It came out after because it was December 6, 1994. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I know some fucking stories about Bush because the guy that signed the puppies was the guy who, who made Bush happen. Bush and no yeah. doubt. That Bush and are no these doubt. Things, are these things that we can tell on the, uh, to the tell? podcast? <laughs> yeah, you like that voice crack? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there are basic stories. There are stories that this, this guy would tell at every dinner party that he went to because he he was the guy who found Bush and found No Doubt and signed him up and did all that sort of stuff. So he – and that's the thing. It's like everyone's got their couple of – Stories. No, fame. their claims to fame. Their claims to fame. And when you've got Bush and like you'd, you'd say the guy's name and then he'd be like, wait, which one? Bush and No Doubt. The guy that signed Bush and No Doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that record. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know him. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he'll take you know when whenever you get a chance to get, go out to dinner with him he'll tell you stories about Bush and no doubt. So, <laughs> but right, the next matchup I was going to line up here I was going to do Eddie Vedder versus Scott Stapp. That's fucking genius. That's genius. <laughs> I mean, we all know how that's going to play. Yeah, out, but it's but- it's the same as when you put like a, a, a UFC fighter in the ring against some fucking accountant that just bid for the chance to be in the ring for th- sixty seconds, <laughs> and you're like, we have to watch this. We have to watch. Like, yeah. you know who's going to win? But you're like, this is going to be fun. He stepped up to the plate knowingly. 
sounding like that, doing those things. And I'm like, and I know that like Scott, I, I have respect for Scott Stapp in regards to the fact that he has come back around. He's gone through his shit. He's paid or at least attempted to pay penance and say, hey, you know, I've, 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 I've had the highest of highs and the lowest lows and now I just want to mm-hmm. make music and he's, he's staying humble now. And, and as a guy who's just, myself, as a guy who's working in this business just trying to make a living now, just trying to get by under these circumstances, I'm like, all right. But it's got to be hard for him being that type of, like even when Creed was the biggest band in the world, people were just taking a shit on them every day. Mm-hmm. They were just. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it was kind of like with Nickelback. I mean, even with Nickelback, they're selling millions and millions yeah. of records. There's this whole other era of the uh, area of the population that's just deciding that you know this band sucks. I don't yeah. like Nickelback, and we're just going to bash. We're going to bash. Which em. leads me to the next lineup oh, or the fuck. next matchup. It's going to be Chad Kruger versus Tyler Connolly, the lead singer of Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, because I remember God. when Theory of a Dead Man came out, everybody was calling them Nickelback Light. Yeah, well, they. I think they signed to Nickelback's label, or it was they, Chad. It was Chad Kruger's label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. And I mean, what do you expect if if Chad's overseeing it and probably helping co-write the hits and all that sort of stuff? I'm like, yeah, that's that's tight. It's hard for me to say anything bad about the guy because I know I know Tyler. Tyler's a lovely guy, and mm-hmm. but I know they cop that shit. They've coped that flack. I mean. The only shit that we ever copped in Sick Poppies was, oh, that band with the chick on bass. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're just, you're on the stage because there's a chick on the bass. That's the only reason the band's doing anything. But then they would were see you her. Really? Is that really why you were there? That's it. That's it. That's the only, yeah. The, only, ba- the band the got on the main stage and rock on the range in front of 10,000 people because there's a chick in the band. But then they'd see her play. And it was kind of the same thing that I remember happening with, um, there was a famous video of Amy Lee where she was playing this hard rock festival in Europe and she brought out a grand piano and they're obviously Evanescence are an amazing band, but they, they had their first hit single. So everyone in terms of like, yeah, rock and roll festival, Metallica's headlining or whatever. And there's this chick who comes up and she's singing this operatic intro to a, to one of their hit songs. Mm-hmm. And she just got up on there and she was like, yeah, it's a, it's a grand piano. What are you going to do about it? And she just fucking starts playing. And they're like, oh, she's just going to own it. Like, they tried to boo her for a second. And then she played a little bit. And she was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing, this is my show. I'm doing my thing. This is how, this is this, this is it. Where you don't think we're hardcore. We don't give a fuck what you think. And then they drop the, they drop the song in and the band comes in and they kill it. And she's like, she owned it. And they did the same thing with them. And they'd be like, oh, some chick in a band. She'd come out and she'd start to shred the bass. And they'd be like, oh, okay, I guess we're, we'll allow you to continue <laughs> that's good that reminds that's going to uh bring up a good topic for either we can kind of discuss it right now but we're going to be pushing towards the end of this episode here <laughs> i did have one more matchup and it was going to be trent reznor versus richard patrick trent reznor obviously is nine yeah, inch nails yeah, yeah, richard yeah. patrick was in yeah. nine inch nails yeah and then so i figured that would be kind of a fun one to do filter there. okay so so there so there it is i'm hoping by the time this podcast drops, which is going to be, if you're listening to this, it's got to be after Monday, September 21st. If you head on over to KLAQ.com or BuzzAdamsShow.com, this uh, whole tournament will be up there, and I'm, it's going to be – I haven't quite figured out some of the other essentials that I'm going to be figuring out here, which is how, many, how long is each round going to last? Is it going to be three days, four days? Is it going to be a week? How long can you vote? Things like that. But by Monday – 
September 21st, you're going to be able to go to klaq.com or buzzadamshow.com, and you're going to be able to look and find it and see how the whole bracket is played out, and that'll be the first original one there so you can actually take a look at it. Now, here's something that just kind of reminded me of that I thought would be kind of a good topic. Right. Where you're talking about Amy Lee coming out with a big old grand piano and everything. What is the most you have seen a band get booed on stage? Oh, me. My band, for sure. Oh, 100%. (laughs) When and where? In in Australia, uh, you know the band Midnight Oil. You ever heard of them? Uh, I think we've talked about them on the podcast. It's a good, right? it's a good, band, right? it's a good example of how some bands cross over, like um, uh, uh, Journey, for example, never really made it over in Australia. They have a song that you'll play on; they'll play on the radio, but it never was one of those bands. So you never found out how to not stop believing. Huh? Yeah, exactly. You I never remember, found out about that small town girl. I remember when there was a band that was opening for us. The name I forget. They would finish their set with "Don't Stop Believing," and the crowd would go crazy. And I'd go, oh, that's "Wow!" Right. And you, you thought it was their song. <laughs> that's how much I didn't know Journey. That's how bad it was. And I went to them, and I was the douchebag in the headlining band. Came and was like, "Dude, you got to release that song. The crowd loves that song." When as soon as you start the chords, they're like, and they were like, "Yeah, it's of course." Like they they thought it's I was kidding. Journey. Took a minute, and they were like, "Oh, it, you're Australian, and it never made it there." I had to explain it. <clears throat> Here's the thing. So. Midnight Oil is the is is like as big as Journey in Australia. You cannot and mm. you cannot say anything negative about Midnight Oil. They are the working class band of Australia. You're living in the outback, you're working on the range, you're you know, you're you're riding horses. Midnight Oil, they you can Is it you a guaranteed fight? Like let's say I you know, let's say I come down to Australia, me and you are hanging out at a bar and I oh, just go Jesus. Midnight oil. Dude, if you like, walked like, in, people I are think- like, I'm gonna, get, like, I'm gonna have like ten guys ready to throw <laughs> down, right? <clears throat> if you went into any pub outside of the city and said, "Fuck Midnight Oil, they suck," you would lich. I'm not even kidding. I'm serious. You would get beaten up. You would get beaten up. You'd be thrown out and possibly have the shit kicked out of you outside the pub. If you were Did an you American know? that came in and was like, "I'm an American and Midnight Oil sucks." You would get fucking caned. So now on the flip side, if I'm hanging out at a bar in Australia. Yeah. And I want to strike up a conversation. Oh, Midnight Oil. I can just be like, dude, Midnight Oil is fucking sweet. Dude, like, yeah. Like immediately I'm going to make friends. Yeah, 100%. So if you, if you can right. if you can sing a couple of their songs and be like that. Remember, I love that song. Whenever that song, I don't know why they don't play it in America, but like, yeah, love that song. You, you sing a couple of their songs, you're going to have immediate Aussie friends. 100%. At least as long as they're over like 30, 35. Like if you don't, if you go into talking to kids, they're going to be like, ah, but that's the same with any fucking band. So here's the story. (laughs) Midnight Oil is that band. They're one, they're the band that you, you, you just, they're, they're, they're in the lifeblood of Australians. They're like, throw a shrimp on the Barbie, crocodile hunter, Midnight Oil. That's it. Australia (laughs) in a nutshell. Okay. We were doing four shows. Australian for beer. We had four Fosters is Australian for shit. No one in Australia drinks Fosters. Um, <laughs> we did four shows with Midnight Oil. My dad was just ecstatic. He was like, you're opening up for Midnight Oil. So we're at these RSL clubs. For anyone that doesn't know what an RSL club is, it's a retired servicemen's leagues club. So it's it's kind of, it's, it's not like a casino, but there are pokies there, but it's where the good old boys go to hang out. Like it's not where mm-hmm. the kids go. It's where like, 
parents and people who are in the Midnight Oil sort of scene, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it's like a pub, but it's a little more corporate. And you go in, and there's a section where there's a venue, and we're playing for Midnight Oil. And RSL clubs happen. They're they're we're at the ones on the outskirts of the city. We're in the country a little bit. We're not in the city. Even if you're in the city, the same thing would have fucking happened though. We start playing and we're like, hey, we're sick puppies. We're so humbled. And I didn't say humble, but I was like, we're fucking stoked. We're opening for Midnight Oil. Thanks so much for having us. We love Midnight Oil, which was true. We weren't selling out to the crowd, but we were like, please don't throw shit at us for the next half hour because you just want to see Midnight Oil. And then we got up and we started playing and they threw shit at us. And, and we were like, hey, man, cool. Can't wait for Midnight Oil, too. We just got a couple of banging songs like, for you guys. Just do whatever you can just to get doing, the crowd just on trying your to get, side. Like, just stop throwing shit. Trying to get through it, man. Just trying to get through to the end of it. Because they're like, I swear to God. <laughs> you imagine, like, you're up on stage. You're playing, you know, your three and a half minute song. You're screaming. You're f- smashing out. You're sweating. You're like, yeah, boom, finish the song. And usually at a pub, there'll be at least a few people that'll go, cool. Yeah. And then back to their beer. That's the most you can hope for at an Aussie pub. When you're opening for the oils, you finish your song, smash, 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 boom, crack, finish the song, silence. Oils, oils, <laughs> the whole fucking crowd at the beginning of it. I literally, oh. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I got to the point where I was at the point where by the third and fourth song, I would literally. We'd finish the song and I would just walk into the center of the stage and just start going. Because you kind of guide them on their Because that's chant. all they would do. You knew as soon as you finished, they were just going to, they were waiting for their moment to go. They're about to finish, finish the song. Oils, oils. And I'm like, you're going to do it anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> we managed to get through. We only had a half hour set. There was another band, which was this dope punk rock, all chick band called Nitocris. Oh, they mm-hmm. were fucking dope. They were so punk rock. They were gr- It was the first time that I actually went on tour with... Uh, first time we went on tour. And the first time we went on tour with chicks. And these chicks were grungy. They were like... They were fucking punk rock as shit. They didn't bathe. They didn't fucking care about anything. They were smoking and weed, drinking, doing coke, doing whatever they could find. They were fucking... Yeah, they were crazy. And and Emma was like <clears throat> I remember she was excited to go on tour with this all girl band and I don't she couldn't really relate to him cuz she was she's very chill. She's very much like not that. So mm. I remember she was really excited to go on tour with the band and then after a few shows she was like I guess we'll just hang out in the van. Like we can't we, she was hoping we could hang out with them but there wasn't too much it wasn't as much in common. It wasn't as much in common as you'd think. They were like, there was a couple of people in that band that would go crazy. But it was dope. It was dope. You should check out Nida, Chris. They're a dope, like, old school Aussie band. And um, and then the oils would come on and people would go crazy. And it was a brilliant show to watch. You'd watch the mm-hmm. crowd just immediately come together. They'd sing all the songs. They'd be, you know, beers waving in the air, all that sort of stuff. But they could give a fuck about Sick Puppies. They threw stuff at us for the first couple of songs. And then once they... And the funny thing is... That and then them, they ran out of stuff. No. Th- them going oils, oils was actually a sign that they didn't think we sucked. Like, they, they, if we had sucked, they would have kept throwing shit and being like, you suck, until we mm-hmm. got off the stage. But after we did, like, two or three songs and they were like, all right, you're, you're 
you're good enough, you're a good band, but we just want to mm. see the oils. So they we want to see Midnight Oil. So they yeah. just mocked us. They were like, okay, we'll let you finish your little set, but we're still going to fuck with you because we came for the oils. <laughs> so they didn't they didn't rush us off the stage, but they didn't let us have a good time. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like what Metallica's got to go through. It's why they have Jim Brewer now opening up when they go on tour because they would try to bring bands out. And I know I think Volbeat opened up for a while and uh, sense. I can't remember who else, but it would get to the point where the, the, the people are there for Metallica. Yeah. And fuck whoever this band is. It doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. I, we're going to boo you until Metallica fucking comes on stage. Did that happen at the show the you reasons- went to? Did that happen? Huh? Did that At the show that you no, went to no, Metallica? No, 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 because Jim Brewer opened up for that show. Wait, and Jim that's why Brewer. they picked him because he's the comedian, Jim Brewer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. And so remember, he was yeah, he was the whole reason that I got the whole family in. Yes, to that concert. yes, yes. Like, that I guy, remember that, that whole man, story I'm now. right now. Out of just uh, uh, amazing stories and guys, I cannot praise enough. Jim Brewer is at the top of that list, yeah. simply because of that. And he <laughs> um, is really just a hype man. He said that he, I mean, he admitted, he's like, I tried doing my comedy beforehand. Nobody would laugh because of therefore Metallica. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, I just incorporate things and I try to get the crowd going. And I, he's like, I'm the hype guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that goes out there to get the people ready and to get them moving for Metallica. And then boom, he leaves and the Metallica, Metallica comes on out. And there was one time when I was in South Florida, we put on our own concert. I think it was Christmas Chaos. Corn was headlining. Um, man, I can't even remember who else was there, but I was introducing a band. I think I was introducing 10 years, actually. Okay. And as I was getting ready to go <laughs> up on stage, our promotion guy stops me. And he's like, hey, he's like, people are throwing water bottles. Can you, can you ask them to stop? Hmm. And I looked at him and I go, no. <laughs> and he's like, why? And I go, where the fuck do you think those water bottles are going to start going when I ask them to stop? <laughs> and he looks at me with this like blank face and I go, they're going to throw them at me. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like if I go up on stage and I'm like, hey, everybody, please look, uh, we know this is a rock concert, but if you guys could please <laughs> calm it down out there and um, just stop throwing water bottles, we'd appreciate that. Guaranteed <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get like a dozen water bottles hurled my way. And he did that didn't click in his head at all. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell them to yeah. stop because they're going to start throwing shit at me, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to make that announcement, make it off stage. This was before I'm standing This was before, um, before Metallica. No, this was years and years and okay. years and years ago. This was 2000. This was Christmas, 2005. Okay. So, so I was just a young little buck. Man. Yeah. Just yeah. A young little kid remember, up there on stage. I remember when I did a show in, uh, we'll wrap it up on this, but I did a show on, uh, random fucking show in the, uh, that was like a council had organized to pay for it. And we were in the middle of nowhere and there was a handful of kids there and a whole bunch of fucking parents in deck chairs. It was painful. And, uh, and someone threw, uh, what, what's what, a 50 cent piece is like, a, it's twice the size of a quarter. Mm-hmm. Right. And they threw it right at the drummer's head and it hit him right here oh. got a hairline fracture in his skull and uh and he, it, it broke the skin and then he's bleeding a little bit down here and yeah. whatever but he was like oh no big deal he went and he, he after it had healed and everything he was like it still really hurts to touch and i start getting these headaches they gave him a hair there's a little hairline fracture in his skull that just i don't know i don't i don't know what happened to it after that but Damn. people water bottles if someone wants to throw water bottles i'm like it's part and parcel of the show like, yeah. you know, it just happens. You got to learn how to dodge that shit. It's p- part of the fun. 
Preferably they're throwing bottles that are not full. But yeah. I remember doing a show with um, Papa Roach and Breaking Benjamin where – I think it was Breaking Benjamin. And um, they decided that Ben could throw the furthest – Ben could throw a water bottle the furthest into the crowd. and But the rule is when you throw a water bottle, you, <laughs> you have to throw it with the cap off because otherwise you could fucking kill someone. Yeah, so so you take the water bottle thing off and he's like, okay, and he, throw, he throws a couple out there and the guys in the band are, I think it was Papa Roach, they're, they're having to go, who can throw it the furthest? And then like, Ben can throw it the furthest. Ben's fucking badass. And finally they get Ben out and he just grows and he grabs and he picks up a water bottle that's fully just full, caps not even taken off, picks it up, throw, <laughs> throws it as hard as he can into the crowd. And, and it fly, because the cap's still on, it's like throwing a fucking rock right into the crowd. It went flying and all we saw was this, this couple of people when it finally landed, it just went, these people just flew back. It no, no, I must have knocked someone the fuck out, man. But he, it was funny because Ben, Ben's not like, he doesn't care about anything. He just <laughs> walked on and was like, huh? He threw it. And I'm like, you could fucking kill someone, dude. And, and then he just, he didn't say anything. He just threw it. He was like, yeah, I can throw the bottle the furthest. And then he walked off the fucking stage. <laughs> he just fucking walks off. He just like walked bit, off. Like he dropped the mic and walked the fuck off. It was dope. And the, but everyone else in the band was like, shit, they did that thing where they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, we're going to get sued because it's our time. It was like slow motion. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> flying through the air. That's awesome. And on that note, that's go a ahead. Good way, that's a good yeah. way to end the podcast. So let's uh, hit it up one more time where um, you can hit up the Beard Struggle. If you like how my beard is looking today, if you're watching this on video, uh, the Beard Struggle is where I get all my beard products. And if you punch in Brandalorian at checkout, you'll get a discount for you. Um, we also like to thank our supporters of the podcast. If you would like to be a supporter, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash rockstar101. Victoria, Veronica, and Taryn, we appreciate what you're doing for us by supporting the podcast. Uh, Shim, he's got lots of different things going on. You can find him over on Twitter. It is at Shim, H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. It dropped out. It, it dropped Facebook. out. Right when you said it, it just dropped out. The internet cut out for one second. You can find him on – and then – and then it, <laughs> go <Twitter>. again. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, you can find him on Twitter, S H I M M O O R E. That's where you can find Shim on Twitter. He's got the the official check mark over on Facebook. If you'd like to find him on Facebook, it's just Shim S H I M. You also have him on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion. You can find him over there. He does the lockdown sessions. Those happen why? on Friday nights. Why have nights. you started following through on this accent? What the fuck? Where did I this come know. from? I don't know. I've committed to it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You can also find him on uh, Saturday nights. He's got the VIP sessions. We're That's where you're able to it. have him play We're a song for you. You can request it. a song from the one and only Shimon Moore. You're not liking the accent? What's no, the I accent? think it's a great addition. I think we need to make it that every time. Because people who listen to the podcast, they're like, they're, they've switched off by now. They know the socials. Yeah, and they, they, don't are, give they a know shit. all this shit. So they you know what? I think you need to you. do a different accent every time and and find oh, yeah. and so that people actually listen to the social drops. So that's, that's a good idea. So let me tell you. No. So then you no. can also find me over on Instagram. It's at the real Brandalorian. You gone, can also find me over on It's British to Australian. I don't fucking know what's going on, man. So this is why I never do voices on the air because I can't keep it. I think it's perfect. Consistent, like I can do a really good voice for like five to ten seconds, and then it all just falls can apart. Can you do the Black Panther? Can you talk the South African? I don't think I can do the Black Panther. You got actually. to learn that, mate. Rest in peace, by the way. Oh, rest Chad in peace, indeed. Fucking shit. You got to learn dude, that. Dude, that hit hard, that's, man. Dude, My wife came in. I was back here. Oh god. I was working, and 
my wife, she's like, did you know this? And she fucking shows me her phone and it shows, and I'm like, and your first thought is there's no fucking yeah, way. No like way. when Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking way that's real. Those two deaths this year have been so unsettling to me mm. that I, when I went to bed that night, I still felt uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, it was, it was, it didn't sit well with me. But anyway, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You were the fucking man. Uh, but anyway, you can all, yeah, you can find me over on Instagram and on Reddit. It is at the Real Brandalorian. If you ever have a topic you want to bring up, because we're, you know, we're discussing a lot of rock things here, comparing, debating. <laughs> if you have anything that you want brought up, by all means, fire off a message to us, um, and we'll, we'll hopefully get to it. If you have a question, comment on anything, go ahead and do that for us. On that note, his name is Shim. He's the rock star. Jesus. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.